Hey folks, this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. On this episode, we have Regina Hopkins with us. Yay, that's me, and I'm Wes's business partner in our Introvert Unbound business. Absolutely, she's our vice president, and we work a lot together on the dating aspect so we can get the dual perspective. Yeah, and she's also a licensed professional counselor, so she definitely knows her stuff. And we're gonna talk this episode about the idea of being a socializing introvert and whether you're being authentic and true to yourself or being a phony. Because that's something we hear a lot from people we work with. Yes, that they struggle with feeling like they are feeling phony as they are also trying to expand and push their boundaries to socialize more. Exactly, and that's the crucial thing. So we work with a lot of people and we love being introverts and we think introverts are tremendous and wonderful and you should never change that about yourself. But you do have to realize we live in a world in which social connections are the secret to advancing anything from relationship to work. So putting yourself out there is really key. So the first obstacle that we often get from clients we're working with and I think oftentimes it's an excuse, but it's coming from a legitimate place. Is like I don't I don't want to be that fake guy who comes into the bar and like starts yelling and does a bunch of push-ups. And we're like, why do you think that that's the thing you have to be? Yeah. Why? Yeah. That what somehow they've gotten that idea in their head that of what of what they think they should be to be socially acceptable, but. But it doesn't mean you have to do that. Those are just the extreme examples you're probably picturing in your head anyway. Exactly. Those are stereotypes, you know, the stereotypical extrovert. And, you know, some people could say being more social is being more extroverted. That's arguable. I I don't necessarily agree with that because I think introverts by nature are social. We just don't want to do a ton of it and we just get drained quickly. So the idea of being social, the idea of being adept at socializing because you do it enough and you understand how things work, that is not meaning you're becoming an extrovert. Now again, you may shift a bit on the scale or whatever, but for instance, myself, I'm an example of somebody who is still an extreme introvert because I spend most of my days working alone. I don't really like to socialize for more than a few hours tops. I can do it, I can probably max out about four hours, but I really tend to do about two hours. But when I go out there, nobody realizes that I'm an introvert because I'm talking to people, I'm energized, you know, and I can carry a conversation, but I'm still a damn introvert. Mm -hmm. So what I like to demonstrate to our clients is that there are different ways of that. And yeah, and getting those stereotypes out of their head, you can be more chill too. You don't even have to be like super animated, like, oh my God, I'm on Coke, you know, that kind of thing. That's not necessarily... I mean, that's silly for everyone, and that's certainly silly for an introvert. So what would you say, Regina, is like an example of, you know, a guy or a woman being an authentic introvert but socializing? Like, how do you picture that in your mind? So being an authentic but social introvert, um, you know... Well, so we also run a meetup group that Mm -hmm. um, we bring is a discussion group for introverts to kind of go in depth on different topics that are relevant to introverts. And the theme that I have seen a lot from those people who've come to our meetups, um, that what they've said works, you know, they, it's kind of all about the balance as cliche as that may sound for them, but finding time to recharge when they need it and 
being able to set healthy boundaries. We had a whole meetup group one time on healthy boundaries as an introvert, which is very important. But um, for me, what do I think healthy or healthy socializing looks like for an introvert? That was another topic we had, healthy socializing for introverts. Um, That is going to be very individual based on each person, of course, I think, you know, but, um, but if we're going to kind of generalize, I think for an introvert, they need to be socializing at least a little bit daily. I think most people do. And, um, just finding what is healthy for your level, your individual needs is, uh, important. Yes. Is no. there a way to test that, do you think, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think those are all great points. And I think the test is that you push your comfort zone until it's too much, and you don't have to keep doing that. I like that. that. That's a really good point. Keep pushing. I I totally advocate for pushing yourself, because that's the only way you're going to grow as a person. I so, mean, think of building muscles as you exercise. You have to go through some pain of right. tearing that muscle down to then have it rebuild in a stronger way. So anytime you do anything that isn't natural for you, um, it's uncomfortable. And that's what we hear time and time again from our introvert discussion group. Yeah that it's just draining and then they have to go home and relax and chill out but then eventually they are tired of that and they want to go out and meet people again so even even extreme introverts i think hit a point where they still need people unless i mean there's these rare exceptions but there are, you know, recluses. What do they call them? Oh, yeah, recluses in, and no, the, hermits. The, the hermits. The hermits yeah. in the mountains. Yeah. All that is definitely accurate, I would say. They're on the very outlier extreme end of people not wanting to socialize, but we're not talking about hermits here. Right. We're talking about, you know, people who fall within that 80% typical bell curve introvert. Right. And that's the thing though. So you got to think about why certain people are really averse to socializing. So if you're an introvert, it's going to be a little trickier because our energy drains quicker. So that's real. So when I say push your comfort zone, it's like find that edge and you don't have to burn yourself out. But you know, if you have never actually found your edge, you need to find where that boundary is. But and then afterwards you can work with that and you can limit it. At the same time, you'll actually find that your battery increases. That was the amazing thing that I learned. It charges I, up. It, I like this analogy yeah. of a battery because yeah. um, introvert extroverts, I would say, have a fuller battery and it drains less quickly and introverts start maybe with the same level of battery but theirs depletes faster so it's like a phone an old phone versus a brand new phone that new phone is going to retain its charge a lot longer i would even go further and say that extroverts are almost like they have their phone constantly plugged plugged in in because they're getting more energy from the constant interaction that's and we're just you know, yanking it, you know, we're just... And ours is unplugged. It's definitely and it's, unplugged. <laughs> and then we have to actually literally go to our outlet. Right. And that's a cool but analogy there, too, and then recharge. But there's actually some batteries, and I forget which one, where it's better for them to be drained totally all the way drained? before you recharge. That's true. <laughs> so we're taking the analogy further. Of battery <laughs> charging. Yeah. yeah. But the other point I wanted to make around hermits. So you got to think about it this way. So 
it's not necessarily that the hermits are just more extreme introverts. Maybe they're able to tolerate that more time alone. I wonder if there is such a thing as an extroverted hermit. I would. They would I kill would, themselves. <laughs> I would. I would venture a guess to say that every hermit out there, unless there's some really strangely rare example, yeah. is going to be an introvert. Well, unless maybe an extrovert that has been sort of pushed to the margins of society oh, without choice. True. But that kind of ties into being a hermit at all. Because even if you're an introvert, it's like, why do you not want to socialize? It's because the socializing is painful for you. So even those introverts who are like, oh, I'm not a huge fan of these big parties, you still want to interact to a certain degree. And mm -hmm. the more you interact, the easier these social dynamics become. That's what people have to understand. It's like extroverts, yeah, even if they were having all these social blunders, they'd still go out because they have to. But I think for us introverts, and I think back to you know my early youth and stuff like that, socializing was more painful for me because I didn't really understand the nuances of how things worked. I wasn't maybe as adept at carrying on conversations. Yeah. I mean, becoming proficient and a skilled conversationalist yeah. is takes practice. And anyone, I truly believe anyone can learn how to become oh, a yeah. better and more skilled conversationalist because I was extremely, extremely, I would say I was extremely introverted and now people would describe me as, you know, some random person on the street would say, look at me and say, not, not guess that about me. Right. But I just say I have had a ton more practice and it's something I wanted to get better at and made conscious efforts right. to. So I think, and I know how hard it is. I've come from that place and yeah. I can totally relate to the it feels uncomfortable. You feel awkward. Right. Like you're like you're saying things wrong or you just after you say it know you should have said something different. Exactly. And you're like, oh, I could have said that and you beat yourself up about that for a while and then Right. Um but you know, the more practice you get, honestly, you're just going to get better at socializing. Right. It's just going to happen. And so that is not being inauthentic. That's not being fake. If you start getting to the point where you socialize enough and, you know, maybe you got to push yourself a little bit to do something difficult, you get to the point where it's easier for you, you enjoy it more, and then you actually become a more social person. And so you can say like, oh, well, that's fake because I, I can't lift you know, 150 for eight reps right now. So me trying to do that is me being phony. It's like, you, you would never say that because that sounds ridiculous. It's like, no, you're making yourself stronger and you become that. Now, you don't need to become the life of the party. They're like, hey, everyone gather around and let, you're probably not gonna be that. And Unless that's okay. you want to be. If you want to be, that's great. But you, you shouldn't necessarily feel compelled to do that because we see everything as black and white. It's like, oh, I'm either in the corner not talking to anyone or I'm like running around with a lampshade on my head like an idiot. Why, like, what's with the lampshade? Oh, that's like a silly trope from like 1970s movies where like that's when the party really gets going when you put a lampshade on your head because really? it's just being kooky. It's, it's asinine. And that's that's fake and that's stupid stuff. So I, I am somebody who tries to do everything from a real place, from a place of authenticity and integrity. So I am very sensitive to when people say, I don't want to be fake. And I and I agree 100%, but I think that that is, 
either accidentally confused with or deliberately confused with the idea of growth just to avoid it. You're like, well, that's being fake. Uh, you know, if I'm able to walk two miles instead of one mile, that, that's not me because I so only walk one mile. So you're that people sometimes use this I don't want to be fake phrase as an excuse to not do personal or self growth. I would say yes. And that's coming from the very masculine end of self help. So there's the idea of like the masculine element, you know, this isn't just male, female, but just like these archetypes of being, you know, masculinity. So masculine is like, get off your ass and do the thing you need to do. I, I do that a lot. And I maybe do push that a little too much. But what is also important is the self love aspect. So it's like, I'm okay with how I am. And I'm writing an article right now about that paradox between like self-help and self-love. But so it is okay to love who you are and you should. You wanna be authentic and true to yourself. So that's central to this. I am an awesome person. I know I have all these good things to say. See, that's the thing. You do have all of this stuff that you would ideally communicate to the world if you had those skills. So what I'm saying is develop those skills so you can do that. That is not you being phony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it, and it helps for everything, right? It, it helps for dating, it helps for everything. So it's, it's a point we keep coming back to over and over again, mostly because it's, I really feel like it's central to everything and it's not being said enough. So it's like, you don't have to assume that your current state is the state you're gonna be in forever. In fact, that's called stagnation and that's not a oh. good thing. Yeah. Huh, yeah. Totally. You want to grow. You want to grow. Like the the point of growth. Like what is the point of growing? You know, that's a very deep topic. Well, that gets very philosophical because, you know, life is all about growth and change. If you're not growing, you're staying stagnant and that means you're dead. So, I mean, life in general to live means to have to to grow and change. You, you can't have every single moment the exact way it was the previous second. Like right. you have to take a new breath. You have to blink. You have to do things. Life is all, I've been thinking philosophically about this too, but life is all about doing and actions because when you, when we talk about our days and stuff, we talk about the things we did. We don't talk about the moments where we were just breathing and, I mean, even though that counts for something, you know, we're, we don't, we don't talk about those more stagnated moments, that sure. word, stagnated, yeah, sure. stagnant moments. So, um, I do think, you know, we, that's an important piece of growth is to move and to grow. And I agree that it's not about being fake, um, where am I going with this? Well, basically just the idea that, yeah, taking, making progress in our lives, um, taking steps forward does improve us as people. You know, it's like the idea of uh, a shark swimming in the water. A shark that doesn't continue swimming actually dies because it's not getting the oxygen into its gills. But that's not saying that you shouldn't be con contemplating and it's okay to just be, you know, meditation, I do recommend. So like being able to just be and chill, but making sure you balance that with doing. If you're not doing and you're just all in your head, which is a big problem for us introverts, that's not so great. At the same time, if we have like this rich life of thought, that's great. Use that to generate, here's our next step. 
And then yeah. also being content with how you are in the moment is a wonderful thing too. And I, I definitely advocate for that as well. It doesn't yeah. have to be either or, but you do need to be taking action. And particularly if you are a man, and this is the case for women too, but particularly if you are a man, you're at a certain point in your life and things aren't working for you. If you're not taking action, that's a problem. Why not for women? I mean, why do you highlight men mm -hmm. here? Yeah, I mean, this mostly in terms of dating, I would say. I would say that men have to be putting themselves out there more necessarily than women. Women should also be putting themselves... And what do you mean by putting themselves yeah. out there? Because our right. listeners might be confused by putting themselves out there. Yeah. Not... Because women might be like... I put myself out there all the time. For sure, and, and I'm sure they do, and there's no question about that, and there are strategies that can be developed for both men and women. It's just my personal experience, obviously, is being a dude and working on that stuff, so I'm more reluctant to make recommendations for women. I have a few ideas, but I don't think they're well-received coming from a man, but in terms of a guy, we all know for a fact that we're the ones who have to initiate most of the interactions unless we're a very small percentage of the male population and you would know if you are. <laughs> and if you're not, then you need to frankly get off your ass and do some stuff. For women, it would be a little different. You know, For a man, I'd be like, all right, you better get adept at being able to go up to women so you're more adept at the conversation. Oftentimes, but not always, and it doesn't have to be that way, women are more on the receiving end and they're kind of the ones who just assess, is he good enough or not for me? And that's kind of how the dynamic has been since the beginning of time. Gender roles are changing to a certain degree and some women are being more proactive, but for the most part, that proactivity is, is again, with a very small percentage of the men. So most men's experience is not women being I, proactive yeah, with them. Yeah, I think technology and self-driving cars are going to change a lot faster than gender roles in <laughs> over the course of our lifetime. That may be true. I think that's going to be the last thing that changes. I mean, not it's not that it's not changing and hasn't right. morphed and changed oh, sure. over the years, but I do agree that that's, that seems to be a biological impulse that's we maybe don't even want to get rid of in society or right. because there are benefits to that masculine energy versus the feminine energy. Yeah. And there's a, you know, that's beneficial. Absolutely. And that also comes back again to our topic of being phony and being real. I think a lot of guys who are not doing great with dating, what they'll do is they'll be like, oh yeah, it's because all these phonies are doing great. And guess what? There are a lot of phony guys out there and a lot. some of them are able to manipulate women or especially if they're in situations where there's, where there's alcohol. That is not your model. And that is not the model we teach at Introvert Unbound. We're all about authenticity. But there is some truth in that there is some phony bullshit that goes on with guys trying to attract women. Some of which works. Just because it works doesn't mean you should do it. The key is this, and this is what I always come back to for any sort of dating advice for myself, clients, what have you. If it is something that attracts women, awesome, but that's not enough. Is it something that's actually good for you as a person, as a man? If those are both true, then it's the right thing to do. I like that. That seems good. Is it good for you as a person and it's also effective? That seems like putting putting all the pieces together. Right. And if you're, let's say you get really nervous around women you're attracted to 
And then somebody's like, wow, wouldn't it be great to get to the point where you're not nervous around women you're attracted to? And then you, part of your mind is like, well, that would be just fake. It's like, is that you being a phony to no longer be nervous? If anything, that's you being mm -hmm. more authentic. And that's pushing through discomfort, which is a good growth model it's, to it's go off of. Huge. because because we can't go through life always trying to suppress every feeling and not feel anything or just only right. feel good. I think, you know, but that's what I think all humans, when you boil it down to something, we are chasing a feeling of some kind to mm -hmm. generally to feel better in some way. Right. And it's usually associated with some need you have feeling and a need. That's mm -hmm. the key thing. All humans are, trying to get in their life every single day right and the question is whether you're going for a positive goal or you know something that is just a short-term gain and it's actually negative for you but you know we we feel like you know we but did... even sometimes short-term goals with negative gains can be positive because you know they get you they everything i do think this in life mm -hmm. even those negative moments help that you go through do help you oh, grow yeah. as a person and um, yeah, and sometimes there are shorter term goals and longer term goals. Right. Yeah, I just meant in terms of not going for uh, a negative goal. But, but who who would go for a negative? I don't think. People and this all the is time. my this <laughs> is no. I think at any point in life. Now I may be wrong, and I may change my theory on this. But my theory is that at every single moment of every day. Everybody's doing the best they can, even if that's it means true. they're smoking crack on the street corner. That's the best they can do at that moment. That's what I right. think. Right. Well, that again, I think is that difference between like self-love and self-help. So if you're somebody who is smoking crack on the street corner, you got to have love for yourself. Like, All right, I'm in a difficult place. This is what I need right now. But if that's your goal when you're like, oh, it's 2019, I'm going to smoke more crack on the corner i would say that's not a great goal right so that's all <laughs> right, i mean but right. yeah i agree with what you're saying but we should probably wrap up but what i want to say is i want to flip this whole concept on its head so instead of the idea of i am improving myself and that being a phony thing because being true to myself is just being where i am i would say it's the total opposite i would say you limiting yourself in the position that you're in right now where you're not actually you know growing your fruits and sharing them with the world that's you being phony you are holding yourself back. That is not the real you. That is the fake you. So the real you is putting yourself out there and making the good stuff happen in your life. You're saying the real self wants to grow and change and yeah. get bigger and expand. And that is your real self. That is the self that you are to be in the future. And that is already a part of you. This is not transforming into something you're not. You're not turning from a snake into a rhinoceros. Like mm -hmm. you're you're going into you know a better version of yourself that's still you. That's where you need to go. If you're holding yourself back artificially, that's being fake. Yeah, and using excuses. Exactly. So that's all we got for this episode. Yeah, thanks. And listen in for more podcasts mm -hmm. and check us out on Introvert Unbound. Our, we also have our YouTube channel mm -hmm. and Facebook page. So yep. check us out and see what else. We have tons of material we're putting out all the time. And if you have suggestions for more podcasts in the future, send us an email at introvertunbound at gmail.com. Great. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks.